Let us pray. Holy Father, in Jesus' mighty name, we come before you, thanking you for the Holy Spirit, the teacher of the church. Father, we're asking this night that he would rise up and live big within me and give me utterance in the Holy Ghost. Father, we're asking that the word would go forth in the power and the accuracy only the Spirit of the living God can bring forth. I'm asking you to work with us diligently that we could have understanding. We're asking that you'd open our inward ears, our spirit, that we may receive the engrafted word of Almighty God, that we may rise up out of very mere, meager mediocrity into the powerful works of Jesus Christ and rise up where you, you intended for us to be. Father, we know as you reveal this word to us and it becomes revelation that we may walk therein and be that man that you've called us to be. And we thank you this night for showing us great and mighty things. We thank you in advance for everything you're going to do in these services tonight in Jesus' mighty name. And every saint said, Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Well, we started last week on a series on eternal life, on the life and nature of God. We'll be on that on Sunday night for a for the duration. I don't know how long that duration will be, but we will be on it until we, we cover the subject to our best of our abilities. Socrates said something that, you, that we need to take heed to, and that is to understand what anybody's talking to, talking about, you need to define the terms. So tonight we're going to define the term of eternal life and exactly what we mean by eternal life, that there'll be no mistake in, in understanding what exactly we're talking about. You know, most people, if I talk to them about eternal life, they have the idea that that means that they will live forever. Usually, they have the idea that we will live forever in heaven. But no, that couldn't be it, because the sinner will also live forever. He is an eternal spirit, just like a man that's born again is an eternal spirit, and they will live forever. But eternal life does not mean just the duration of life. It means a quality of life, the life and nature that Almighty God himself has. Amen. Barclay, in his book on New Testament words, says, We shall never enter into the full idea of eternal life until we rid ourselves of the almost instinctive assumption that eternal life means primarily life which goes on forever and ever. He said this is just instinctively that we think this away, that it's been drilled into us. We've been programmed that away. Whole denominations preach salvation and eternal life, and they preach you can get into heaven and have this life after death. And that's all it is. It's more than that. It is a substance that God himself is made out of. It is a tangible substance that must become a reality in your life for it to work in your life. And this life is the exact same thing that God himself has in himself. And this is what makes God God is the Zoe eternal life. W. Vines... Expository Dictionary of New Testament Words 
says this about Zoe or the life of God. Say this with me. Eternal life. Eternal life. Say Zoe. Zoe. Zoe is the Greek word for life. The life that God himself has. Uh, Vine's definition says it is Zoe pronounced Zoe and he said Zoe is used in the New Testament of life as a principle, life in the absolute sense. In other words, God is totally 100% life. He's totally 100% life. Zoe, he's the source of this life. He is, every bit of his fiber, every bit of his being is Zoe life. And see, the thing about it, you need to realize that you have eternal life, Zoe, living and dwelling in you for this stuff to be real, real in your life and be, be working in your life. All right, he said, this life is a principle, uh, life in the absolute sense, life as God has it, that which was with the Father, that which the Father has in himself, and which the Son manifested to the world. Eternal life is the God kind of life. It is the quality of life he has inside of himself. It is the life and nature of God, the divine nature. When one is born again by receiving Jesus Christ, this life is imparted to his spirit and he passes from death unto life and becomes a new creation. He becomes a man with God on the inside of him. In other words, when he's born again, Lisa, he becomes a God man. Hallelujah. Praise God. Say this with me. I am a God man. I am a God man. I have God living inside of me. I have God living inside of me. I have Zoe life in me. And it flows out of me. Praise God. Praise the name of the Lord. So we define this term, this term Zoe, eternal life, is not the duration of life or life after death only, which it also includes that, but it is the life and nature as God himself has. All right? John 1 and 4, talking about the Lord Jesus Christ, it said, In him was life, and this life was the light of men. John 5 and 26 says, As the Father hath Zoe in himself, so is he given the Son to have this Zoe in himself. And Jesus said in John 10, 10, I am come that you might have this Zoe, the life and nature of God inside of you, and have it in overflowing abundance. Praise God. So you need to realize that you have this substance, that it is a tangible substance, and it is a transmittable substance, and it is from God himself, and it was, it was shown the whole world exactly what this life and nature of God would do in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So as a man sees this, it will become real in his life, and light will come, and he'll understand this, and darkness cannot expel the light. And he will rule over any darkness from the enemy. Sickness, disease, poverty, fear, oppression, all these things will fall to the wayside because the life and nature of God will expel all that stuff. Amen. Amen. See, as the life of God 
in receiving it in, 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 in the fullest measure, it'll live its own life. Amen? Praise the Lord. Praise God. Turn with me tonight to Revelation, the 21st chapter. If some of you have your eternal life sheets, your eternal life sheets, they'd be good to follow along in those sheets there. They'd be easier to follow, and, and you can get used to them and, and put them to use. 21st chapter of, of the book of the Revelation. What I want to talk to you tonight is that this life is a reality, and it must become real in your life for, for you to use this substance. See, it's a many Christian that I know, and you know, that is born again and has the life of God in them, but it lies dormant. Amen? And it does no good. You say, well, how come this man's sick? How come this? they haven't got the life of God activated in them? They got to get this stuff activated in them. They got to get it to working. See, just because you have money in the bank does not mean that you're going to have money in your pocket. You got to know how to get it to work and know how to, how to write checks. You got to know how to make a withdrawal. Amen. You know, it's kind of like, kind of like food. You know, when I was a kid, people's always talking about folks starving to death with, with, with a pack on their back. You know, having a full sack on their back, but they starve to death. It'd be the same thing if you sat before food and wouldn't eat it. And you could starve to death if you didn't partake of it. Well, it's the same thing with this. You've got to get this uh, life of God activated in your life. You've got to see that this substance, and we're talking about Zoe life, is a tangible substance. It's a transmittable substance, and it is a substance made out of God himself that he's placed in man to minister to the world with. Amen. Amen. All right, the 21st chapter of Revelation, 16th verse. He says, and the city lies four square, talking about the New Jerusalem, and the length, of, length is as large as the breadth, and he measured the city with a reed, 12,000 furlongs. The length and the breadth and the height of it are equal. That's 1,500 miles square, this city. And, and, and we don't just live on a flat plain. This is a square city. We live on the whole thing. And this whole city is light comes from the Lamb of God. <laughs> it's lit up by the Zoe life of God. <laughs> the whole city is lit up by that. See, this stuff, he said, he said, in him was life, and this life was what? The light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness could not overcome it, could not comprehend it, couldn't handle it. I'm telling you, this life of God is a tangible substance. This life that we're talking about right here, that God has in him, has given to us, is just like a hydrogen, just like a, a, a nuclear power plant. Man, we don't need big hydrogen, hydroelectric plants and nuclear plants to produce electricity in this new Jerusalem. Why? We've got the Lamb of God and he's full of the life and, and nature of Almighty God. Praise God. Look on down in the 20, 20, uh, 23rd verse there. 
He said, and the city had no need of the sun, neither the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. Hallelujah. I'm talking about, you're talking about a tangible substance that's real. I'm talking about a substance that's in you tonight. That substance, as Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Though you, you are the light of the world now. You are that light. Praise the name of the Lord. All right, he said that the glory of the Lord shall light the city. The glory of the Lord is this. Vine's dictionary says the glory means the nature and acts of God in self-manifestation. It is the character of God. In other words, it's the life and nature of God in manifestation. If you want to see God in action, it's, it's, it's a manifestation of the life of God. When you've seen Jesus operating, you've seen, you've seen the life of God operating. Praise God. You know, he said in Ephesians 1.17 that, that God was the Father of what? Father of glory. He's the Father of glory. He's the Father of this life. John 1.14, he said that the Word was made flesh, and we beheld His what? Glory. We beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten are born to the Father, full of grace and truth. You know, on the Mount of Transfiguration, Jesus, His face and His clothing shone with brightness that they couldn't hardly look upon it because that substance that was on the inside of him came outside. He was transfigured. This substance of life and nature of God that was in him just came outside. And it was just glory. It was just shining glory. It was just glory. That's the same substance that the life of God is. That's the same substance that's on the inside of you. What if you could get the glory of God on a cancer? What would happen? What if you could get the glory of God upon a disease? What if you could get the glory of God upon a problem? What if you could get the glory of God operating on your behalf? I'm telling you, you'd have no problems. Amen? Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise God. You know, he said... In Ephesians, the fifth chapter, the 27th verse, he said that Jesus Christ is coming back for what? A glorious church. A glorious church. In other words, he's coming back for a church that is full of glory, full of the life and nature of God in manifestation, in other words. Full of the glory. The glory is is the life and nature of God in manifestation, what it does. You understand what I'm saying? He's come back for a church that's full of glory. I mean, he's manifesting the life and nature of God everywhere he goes. He's laying hands on the sick. He's casting out devils. He's speaking the words of eternal life over situations. See? Praise God. Turn back to little John, the first chapter. Little John, the first chapter. First verse. He said, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. He said, We've seen it, we've heard it, we've handled it. What have you handled? the word a lie. Second verse said, for the life was manifested. 
Uh, we saw what the life of God would do. And we've, we've seen it. We bear witness and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. In other words, when, when uh, John's writing here, he's saying, I am an eyewitness of this thing. What are you an eyewitness to? To the life and nature of God. What it will do. What it will do. You know, when I, when I was a kid... There was a, a, a little old song come out, and I forget that girl's name. It sang the thing. It was a little old catchy song. I, I was just about 10, 12 years old. And they'd come out saying, Here's a little girl from Jacksonville, Jacksonville. Here's a little girl from Jacksonville. Let's see what she can do. Oh, she can do. And they'd name what she could do. She can twirl a big baton or something like that. Well, here's what he's saying. Let's see what that life will do. Amen. Amen. What will this life do? Let's explain what this life will do. What will the life do? When you want to know what the life and nature of God will do, blessed be God, look at Jesus. Praise God. That's what the life of God will do. That's what it will do in your life. Praise God. What will this life do? It will do what Jesus will do. We saw it in action. I guess one of the reasons I remember that song, part of it said, Here's a little girl from Little Rock. Let's see what she can do. Well, let's see what the life will do. Life and nature of God. What will this substance that you receive when you were born again and you receive eternal life, you receive the life and nature of God, let's see what it will do. Amen? Amen. Just look at Jesus. Let me show you what it will do. Praise the name of the Lord. Knox translates that verse. He said, yes. Life dawned, and it is as an eyewitness that we give you the news of that life. That eternal life, which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. We're eyewitness of what the world, uh, life of God will do. He said, we saw this life of God open the blind eyes. We saw him raise Lazarus. We saw this stuff, the glory of God in manifestation. We saw what it do. Hallelujah. This life that you received has lost no power. It's the same identical power that was in the Christ. He said, as the Father has life in himself, so is he given the Son to have life in himself. And I am come that you may have this life and have it in abundance. Praise God. See, it's got to be real in your life. And know that this life that was in the Father, that was manifested in the Son, that life is in me. Praise God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Williams translates that. He said, that life has been unveiled to us. Then he took the veil off said, here's what it'll do. Just take the veil off. What will it do? Well, just unveil it and just look at Jesus. Look at him feed 5,000 people. This stuff made him so light he walked on water. Amen. 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 Praise God. Williams said, that life has been unveiled to us. The Living Bible said, He is God's message of life. What is this message we're talking about? We're talking about the message of life. God revealed this message of life and what you received in the new birth, Denise, He revealed it in Christ. He said, now you want to know what this stuff will do, this eternal life? Just look over there at Jesus. I showed the world. Here's our witness report of it. 
John Riley said, if I had all the books in the world, wrote everything Jesus done, said I couldn't, I'd fill all the books in the world with it. So I'd fill the whole world up with books. He said, this life done that. This life, this word of life. We saw it, we handled it, we touched it, and this life is in you, praise God. At the new birth. There's no way that that you can be in defeat. There's no way if you catch on to this and it becomes real in your life. Praise the Lord. 20th century revised edition said that life was made visible and we've seen it. It's made visible. That eternal life. What life is he talking about? Well, he's talking about some kind of life off in heaven. No, he's talking about that substance that you receive that's working mightily in you. That same life that's in you, it lights up the whole new Jerusalem. That life flows right out of God. There's no need of the sun. There's no need of the moon. There's no need of power plants. There's no need of that because the glory of the Lord lights the whole thing up. That same substance that's in you. Hallelujah. Now, see, you've got to realize this is tangible substance, that it can be transmitted. See, you are like a transformer, and God is like a generator, and this stuff is just to be transmitted through you. Just transmitted through you. That third verse says, That which we have seen, which we've heard, declare we unto you, that we that ye also may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. Hendricks translates that. He said, what we saw and heard, we want to tell you so that you may have something in common with us. He said, I want to tell you what this stuff will do. Well, you'll have something in common with us. Well, doesn't all Christians have this substance in them? Isn't this the common substance in Christianity? Yes, but it's not active in all of them. I want to tell you about it and tell you what I've seen it do where it'll become active in you. Amen? Amen? That it won't lie dormant in you. It won't just be like uh, just a pool up there. You know, it's, it's there. You know, it's there. I, you know, it's my insurance policy. It's there. I'm, you know, when I die, this life will be drawn right back to the Father. Yeah, I've got that. No, it's more than that. It's a help in any situation. It's a help in any situation, praise God. New American Bible said, so you may share life with us. New English Bible said, what we've seen and heard we declare unto you so that you and we together may share in a common life which we share with the Father and his Son, Jesus Christ. He said, I'm telling you this where we can share this. We can share it together. Man, the first generation of Christianity, they'd done supernatural feats just knowing the life of God. They did not have any books of the New Testament. Peter, when he preached, he'd get over in Joel and preach something. He'd get somewhere else over there. They'd preach out of anything. It wasn't long. They got the book of Matthew, but the rest of this stuff, that wasn't even written. When the angel of the Lord made that jail break over there for Peter and broke him out of jail, you know what he told him? Go stand in the temple and tell all you know about this life. Go tell everything you know about it. Go tell everything you know about it. Praise God. I'm telling you, it's, it, it, I believe it's left up to our generation, and I know it's left up to our generation to tell what this life will do and show what this life will do and manifest the risen Lord in this earth and show what his life in us will do, praise God. Amen. Tell you what, 
This generation is not going to pass away. We're, we're going to leave our mark on Christians. Yeah. We're going to leave our mark. They're going to talk about this generation just like they did about the early church, just like the book of Acts. It'll be a continuation of the first three chapters of Acts. We'll, just, we'll say, oh, well, this, that, that generation ought to be in the fourth chapter. Just start right there. And just add it right on in. It'd fit right in, wouldn't it? It'd fit right in. Man, they'd tell you quick what Joey life would do. They'd lay hands on the sick and expect this life to flow out of them and be transmitted into people. Turn with me to the fourth chapter of Big John. The reality, the reality of this life. The reality of it. Fourteenth verse. John four fourteen. <clears throat> said, But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into ever everlasting life. He says a well of water. No, it's not a well of water. It's a bad translation there. Basic English said the water I give him will become in him a fountain of, of eternal life. It's a fountain. It's not just like a little well out there. Cotton Patch translates that. He said an inner flowing spring bubbling over with spiritual life. Bubbling over. This stuff in you is not a well of water. No, no. I've got a well just north of my house. I was going to tell the kids to watch out. It was a, you know, it was an open well. I, I was going to tell them about it one day. and said, oh, we done found that, you know. It was an open well. It was a square well. And, you know, you can look off down in there. You know, you'll see an old dead armadillo off down there. You'll see, you know, it's old stagnant water down in there. No, we're not talking about a well of water. We're talking about something bubbling up with eternal life on the inside of you. Not something laying there stagnant. Not something that's just in there. But a well of water springing up into eternal life coming out of you transmitting it to the world. Praise God. Praise the name of the Lord. Not just a well, just a certain level there, no. But a fountain, a spring springing up. A spring springing up. Hallelujah. Williams translates that, said a spring of water that keeps on bubbling. You know, you just keep looking at it and it just keeps bubbling. Keeps bubbling. No, it's not just a well of water out there. It is a spring. It's something on the inside of you. It'll keep bubbling as you keep it active. Living Bible said a perpetual spring. Eternal life, a perpetual spring within you, watering them with eternal life. A perpetual spring that keeps pumping this Zoe life. See, that's the purpose of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is like a heat pump, John. It's like in you it's got a heat pump down in there, and it just keeps pumping that Zoe life out. It just keeps pumping, and you activate that and put some faith in there with the Word of God, and it just keeps pumping that life of God out all over your body, and it'll transmit it out of your hands into other people. It's kind of like, you know, you've seen people that take... Eat green beans. You know, you don't see them in green beans, little A's all in them, do you? You don't see that. But it's the same way. This stuff that's on the inside of you, it's like them little A's. When you eat that green bean, it'll just start flowing all over you. And all right out there, little A's will run all over your body. This Zoe life will just run all over your body. 
It'll just run all over your body. First thing you know, it'll start coming out your hands, clothes. First thing you know, you'll go to shining. <laughs> Hallelujah. We need to activate this stuff. Amen. We need to keep this substance activated. Hallelujah. Turn with me to John, Big John, 7th chapter. Big John, the 7th chapter, 37th verse. He said, In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. See, they, were, they had already planned to kill him. They'd already planned to kill Jesus. But you know what? He stood it just all he could. He'd been around a bunch of people that were spiritually dead, that had no spiritual insight. And he said in that last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and just cried aloud, Look, is anybody here that wants eternal life? Is anybody here just cried out right in front of all of them, in front of the Sadducees and the Pharisees and the whole council? He said, is anybody here that will come unto me and drink? He shall have eternal life. 38th verse said, He that believeth on me, as the Scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Out of him. Out of him. He goes on to say, But this spake he of the Spirit that they believed should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not given. See, the Holy Ghost will pump this life of God, Zoe life of God, out all over you and pump it out your hand. The life of God was to make you a new creation. But it was also for you to minister to the world with. That the life and nature of God, the same things that was in the Christ, he placed it in you and it will flow out of you as a river of living water. Not just a well of water, but a river of this stuff. It will flow out of you as a river. Amplified said, out from his innermost being shall flow a river of living water continuously continuously flowing out of him. See, all you have to do is activate this. Praise the Lord. Cotton Patch said, floods of life-giving water. You know, in Louisiana, they've been having some floods down there. You heard anything about that down around Baton Rouge? You have. They had floods of it. Do you know this stuff in the millennial reign of Christ is going to flow right out of the throne of God? It's going to flow right into the Euphrates River, into the Mediterranean Sea, all those seas around there that's been turned to blood. And this life, this nature of God that's on the inside of you is going to flow right out of them. And when it does, it's going to heal the rivers. It's going to heal the sea. And the fish that's in there, it's going to heal the, the dead fish and the stench that's in there. And it's going to clear them up and it's going to be multiplied abundance of fish in the land. That's what the life and nature of God that's in you will do. In you. We laid hands on that Mexican boy the other night and he had his arm like this and that knot, knot up there on his arm like that looked like a goose egg. And you know what? I had no doubts what the life, life of God would do to it. No doubts whatsoever. I said, you look at this. You people, look. I want you to see Jesus Christ. He's raised from the dead, and he's walking in your midst tonight, and he's right here to heal the sick. I watch it. What happens? When I laid hands upon that in Jesus' name, that thing instantly went out, and his hand became straight. Oh, his countenance. You ought to have seen the young man. He couldn't talk English. If he could, he'd have been, oh, man, he'd have been singing Amazing Grace or something. Hallelujah. 
He couldn't, he couldn't speak English. But I'm telling you, that smile on his face knew Jesus had come visited him that night. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the Lord. We were ministering in Monticello. And this lady, Miss Johnny Oates, come down. She'd been there twice. She had just enough faith to know that she didn't have any faith. She, didn't, she wasn't believing anything, man. She, you know, she hadn't heard no word. She wasn't believing anything. She knew Jesus could heal and he would and all this. You know, like anybody, if you stop on the street out there, I can get the, a wino off the street out there and bring them in. Said, you believe Jesus Christ can heal you? Why, sure I believe that. Anybody with any kind of sense knows that. I believe that for before I was saved. Amen? Amen. Praise God. But this lady come down front. But I know something. I know something. I know I've got the life and nature of God in me. And I know that the life and nature of God in me is bigger than any cancer in her. Hallelujah. And I know if you can get this life of God transmitted to her and get it on that cancer, it cannot live. It's impossible for it to live. Anything of the enemy cannot live in this life of God. It cannot. I told her, she said, they've told me that I've got cancer. They said they can operate and, and prolong my life a certain amount of time. Praise God for that. Thank God for that. I ain't against that. I'm for them 100% because, you know, I'm for doctors a 1,000%. I'm not against doctors by any means. But I'm telling you what I know about Jesus, the great physician. Praise God. I know about him and know how to get him to heal every time, 100% of the time. I told her. I said, now, Sister Oates, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to lay hands upon you. See, she had never seen full gospel. She didn't know nothing about that. I don't even think she had the Holy Ghost at that time, did she? I hadn't even prayed with her to see the Holy Ghost. And uh, how many know God will heal you whether you got the Holy Ghost or not? Amen. Amen. Praise God. i tell you what, one of God's methods of advertisement is by supernaturally healing people. Praise God. He ought not have to heal the body of Christ. The body of Christ ought to stay healed. They ought to know who they are in Christ and walk in divine life and divine health all the time. And we take the life of God and minister to the world instead of the body ministering to the body. Who ever heard of such a thing? Who ever heard of such a thing as that? We're going to have a body minister. We're going to minister to one another. No, a thousand times no. We're to minister to the world. Amen. Go ye into the world and preach the good news. Go ye. Don't stand around and let's just keep it in our little group. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I told her, I said, I'm going to lay hands on you and the power of God's going to come on you, lady. And that's the end of your cancer. That's the end of it. I laid hands on her and she hit the floor just like that. The power of God just knocked her down. Just knocked her down. When she come to, she said, hold me. She knew she was healed. Well, no doubt about it. The life of God been ministered. She said, I'm supposed to go Monday. This is on a Friday. I'm supposed to go Monday, Monday, to the Baptist Hospital in Little Rock. I said, well, go. I want the results of the test. Don't let them operate on you until we get the test. And she said, when the doctors found out, said the doctors went to praising the Lord. Thank you. We've seen a notable miracle in the land. God is still alive. Jesus is raised from the dead and alive in our midst. Praise God. Glory to God. Glory to God. I was in, in the Union Medical Center coming out one time and I was talking to some folks about Jesus. And this lady stopped me and said, would you go pray for my husband? 
I said, what's wrong with him? He said, he's been in a comatose state. He said, he is under life support systems. They say that the only reason he's alive is that, that we're keeping him alive by machine. I said, I'll go in there and pray for him. And I went in there and they had him hooked up to machines. And I noticed this one machine and it would say, do 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 It wasn't that wasn't a heart machine, it was another machine. And it'd say doo-doo, and it'd make noise over here a little bit, and it looked like a, a video game to me. You know, one of those video games? And it, it, it registered 52. And this lady, I asked her, I said, lady, what is that machine? She said what it was, it's monitoring something, his life, something. She said it's supposed to be up around 100, 102. And I said, well, thank you. She, you know, and she went on, she didn't care if I visited, you know, as in intensive care. Anyway, I laid hands on the man and started praying in tongues, and in about 10 minutes that thing started climbing, and it got up to 72, and I took my hands off of it, you know, you know, and, and I got to think, well, it's not me praying in tongues, doing it, it's the life of God in me, flowing out of me into him. And uh, in a minute, wasn't long, it started going back down, I let it go back down, it got down to 68, and so I just laid my hands on the man. I laid my hands on that man. And I said, I know that the life, the nature of God that's in me is flowing out as a river, just like we read right there. Let me read that again. He said, out of you, he that believeth on me, as the scripture said, out of his belly, out of his innermost being, shall flow rivers of life-giving water, living water, living water. And as I laid hands upon him, this machine went up, and it got up to 102. And this man that had been in a coma all this time snapped too, just like that. And I asked him, I said, do you want to know Jesus Christ? Oh, I thought, man, he'll accept the Lord just like that. And that man wanted to cuss me. You'd think, well, he'd want to accept the Lord. He didn't. He did not want to accept the Lord. And I tell you what, he was gone a few days later. I didn't go back up there, but he was gone. But I saw the life of God, what he'd do by actual demonstration on a machine. What he'll do. This stuff is a tangible substance that you have on the inside of you. But it'll lie dormant just like an old stagnant well. It'll just be like an old well out, out in the country somewhere. You know, it's out there and it's got water in it, but it ain't doing a bit of good because there's nothing activated about it. This stuff that's on the inside of you is a well of water springing up. It's a something bubbling up, a fountain bubbling up as you activate it and actually expect this stuff to happen. Praise the Lord. Cotton Pat said, floods of life-giving water. Good news says, streams of life-giving water will pour out from your heart. I like John Riggs' translation of that verse. He said, he, he, he uh, paraphrased it. He said, he shall be a blessing and enrich others. Now, this life of God that you received at the new birth, he said, he shall be a blessing and enrich others. Every life in which faith abides shall be a spring of life, of living water, sending out, out its life-giving streams. This thing that's in you, he'll be a blessing to others, and every life which faith abides shall be a spring of life-giving water, sending out its life-giving stream. It's sending it out all the time. This life of God. As you get around people, people will say, what is this about that man? He's got something different than other men. See, that's why Jesus was different than other men. He had something on the inside of him called the life and nature of God. Yeah, amen. amen? This made him different. He was different than other men. Yeah. 
He said, in him was life, and this life was the light of men. He said, as the Father had Zoe, the life and nature of God, so was he given the Son to have this life. And he said in John 10, 10, I am come that you may have this life and have it in overflowing abundance. The same life that God himself, the same identical thing that makes God God, God would not be God if he didn't have the Zoe life of God. He wouldn't be God. This is what makes him God. He has life in the absolute sense. He has all life. He's all life. Praise the name of the Lord. See, this must become a reality for you and reality in your life for it to work. You know, you can't just say, well, I, I got eternal life. I'm going to heaven when I die. No, it's not meaning that. You received a tangible substance a substance that's in you that will flow out of you as a river of life-giving water to the world. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, John G. Lake, the apostle to Africa, he took a verse, Romans 8 and 2, the law of the spirit of life, Zoe, in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. Took that one verse and done supernatural things with it. Supernatural. Uh, uh, in South Africa, where he was ministering, uh, they had an epidemic of the bubonic plague, and it's just run rampant among the people. And him and a little Dutchman were, were burying all the men that they could every day. And the English government came to the country to help in, the, uh, in that epi epidemic and inoculate the people and everything. And he asked one of those uh, doctors, he said, you would like to know why that I don't take the bluebonnet plague, wouldn't you? He, they said, we want to know. said, we can't understand it. You've, you've buried the dead, you've ministered to the dead and everything else, and when they died, you and that little Dutchman have buried them, why don't y'all take the bluebonnet plague? He said, I want you to do an experiment. Said, I want you to get some blood off of one of those dying men's mouth, the froth off his, and put it under a microscope. And as they looked at it under a microscope, they saw multiplied millions of germs working, just multiplied working. And they said, now put that in my hand. And as they put it in his hand and looked at it under a microscope, every one of them died. He said, what makes this? He said, the law of the spirit of Zoe, life in Christ, has set me free from the law of sin and death. I'm free from that. That stuff has to die when it touches me. So you've got to get a hold of that. You can't just say, well, I got it. You know, here I got it. Boy, ain't I glad. It's not like that. It is a tangible substance to flow out of you into the world. Not just to have, not just to have and say, well, I, you know, I got the life of God. No, it's a tangible substance that'll flow out of you and minister to the whole world around you. Praise God. Praise God. Turn with me to the first chapter of, of Big John. First chapter. The verse we've been quoting in, in the fourth, fourth verse, first chapter, fourth verse. said, In him was life, and this life was the light of men. Fifth verse said, And that light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. 
I'll read you a translation or two to clear that verse up. That's real weak in the King James. Real weak. He said, the darkness, cotton patch said, the darkness never quenched it. In other words, this life and nature of God that's on the inside of you, there is nothing from hell itself, there is no sickness, no disease, there is nothing that can come against you that can defeat this life that's in you. Hallelujah. If it's activated, you're more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. You can do all things through Jesus Christ, which is your strength. Greater is he, John, that's in you than he that's in the world. Greater. How come? Because I've got his life, his nature. I've got his ability in me. I don't have to operate on my ability. I can operate on Jesus' ability. Praise God. The darkness never quenched it. Taylor's translation, he said, the darkness can never extinguish it. The darkness can't handle this stuff. Phillips' translation said, the darkness has never put it out. Has never put it out. Hugh J. Schoenfield, Jewish scholar, said, the darkness could not suppress it. How many Christians do you know has been suppressed? Suppressed. You know, I've been under such a trial. Oh, I've been down in the valley. That's his most unscriptural thing in the New Testament that's ever been even spoken out of a Christian's mouth. I've been in, you know, I've been down in the valley. I don't know if I'm going to make it. You know, I've been in it for two years, just barely getting along. I've been down in the, and I've been under such, I've been under such pressure. Well, get out of it. You got the life and nature of God. Rise up with this and speak the name of Jesus. He said, Jesus said, my words are spirit and they're zoe, they're life. This life of God will expel anything of the enemy, praise God. I'm telling you, there's never but one standard for the church and that's victory. There's no second best in Christianity. There's no second best. There's no almost made it in Christianity. No, it's 100% victory all the way. Martin, Martin Luther used to carry a sign with him and had a picture of Jesus with his foot on Satan. said, Jesus is, is victorious. He carried that everywhere with him. And he preached on the victory of Christ. Victory of Christ all the time. 2 Corinthians 2.14 said, Thanks be unto God who always causes me to triumph in Christ Jesus. He didn't say I'll make it about half the time. He didn't say, well, you're going to make it part of the time. And part of the time, you're going to be in the valley. You're going to be down in the dumps part of the time. You're going to be under oppression sometimes. He does not say that anywhere in the New Testament. It's not scriptural for a man to be down and out. You say, he's not going to go through trials? Yes, a thousand times. He's going to go through trials. He's going to go through tests. Jesus said in the world, you'll have trials. You'll have tests. But thanks be unto God, he said, I have overcome the world. Praise the Lord. This life and nature of God has overcome anything of the enemy. There is nothing in the kingdom of darkness that can suppress the life and nature of God. There's nothing that can do it. Why, it ain't even a battle. You know, people's always, you know, telling me, let's fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. You know, and they quote, you know, 1 Timothy 6, 12. Need to quote the rest of that scripture. He said, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Lay hold on the life and nature of God. Lay hold on what God's placed in you at the new birth. Lay hold on this stuff. When you lay hold on it, you're more than a conqueror, praise God. I'll tell you what. There's no way that Satan can 
can, can, and rob you or defeat you not one time if you know what this substance on the inside of you is. There's no way. Amen. Helen Barrett Montgomery said, translates that verse, that the darkness could not overwhelm it. How many Christians you know has been just overwhelmed? Just overwhelmed. Huh? Just, just man, just, huh? I just want to throw in the towel, brother, Seth. Man, it's, I, I, I thought, you know, they told me when I got saved, my troubles was over. Man, I ain't never had nothing like this. And said, I got the Holy Ghost and it doubled on me. Man, I got 10,000 more troubles than I had when I was a sinner. Praise God. Thank God for the troubles. And you're getting persecuted just like Jesus. Praise the Lord. Count yourself worthy to be persecuted. Count yourself worthy because you have already overcome in Christ. You're already more than a conqueror in Christ. You're already victorious in Christ. You already got everything it takes for life and godliness. It's already yours. And how many of you ever got over here in the back of the book? Got over here. Just before you get to the maps, it says we won. <laughs> we won. You know, that's called a good fight, ain't it? We won. We already won, see? Praise the Lord. Praise God. <laughs> the more of this life, the more that this Zoe life, the life and nature of God, becomes real to you, the more you will walk in victory. The more it becomes real. That's why I teach on meditation all the time. That's why I continually say, meditate. Talk this word to yourself. Talk it all the time. Danny, you heard me the other morning. Uh, I usually meditate out in the yard, and I walk, you know, and meditate and talk the word to myself. I mean, he thought I was about to have a fit out there. Man, I was talking about the life and nature of God that flows out of the throne of God into me. That same life that's in me causes me to be more than a conqueror. Oh, hallelujah, I can do something for Jesus then. I can do something. He don't need any more defeated Christians. He don't need any more dining out, long, shuttling face. Shuttling, pony-looking face, people. Well, I'm, you know, I'm just, just man, that ain't no count. Amen. He wants people knowing who they are in Christ, that they can do something for the world. Amen. It's a world out there that's lost, dying, and going to a godless hell, and if we don't show them Christ, show it to them. Amen. Not just run around and tell them how good it is, show them something. Amen. I know many Christians got more problems than the world's got. That ought not be, my friend. Say, well, I don't know what to do, but get a hold of some of this. Start meditating on the life of God. I have the life and nature of God in me. I, this life that I have in me will expel darkness. This light will overwhelm darkness. This life that's in me, it'll suppress darkness. This life that's in me will extinguish darkness. This life in God, the life of God that's in me will flow out of me as a river of living water and affect the healing, it'll affect the deliverance, it'll affect everything that it affected in Jesus' life. Amen. It's the same life. It's the same identical life. Praise God. You know, Romans 8, 2 said, The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. I want to read you a translation of that verse. Cunningham Geeky's translation. He said, For the law of the Spirit, the source of life, made me free by my union with Christ Jesus from the law of sin 
and of its shadow death. It made me free. This life in me has made me free from the law of sin and its shadow death. How many people do you know today, Christians, that's laboring under a shadow of death all the time, laboring under fear, laboring under this thing? See, they need to lay hold on eternal life. Lay hold on what Jesus has given them. Oh, glory to God, sometimes I get to have, I just have a fit about this stuff. Woo! Glory to God. You're talking about the power of the living God, the life of God. I'm talking about who entrusted this generation with everything that he made Jesus out of. He put it in you, Bob. Hallelujah. It's in there now. It's not going to be there. It was there at the new birth. Praise God. And the man get a hold of this, he's that new creation. He can walk in this stuff. He can get his head thinking like that. I'm telling you, he can do supernatural feats. You'll think he's just another extension of the book of Acts. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the Lord. John 1, 4, there says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Didn't he say that we were to be the light in this crooked and perverse generation? What is he talking about? See, Jesus said that we were his body. We were flesh of his flesh and bone of his bone. Ephesians 5.30. In Acts, the first chapter, he said these, Luke writing, said these things have I written you, O Theopolis, of all that Jesus both began to do and to teach. He began to do some things. He began to teach some things. We're to continue on with that ministry that Jesus had. We're not to have our ministry. We're just supposed to minister Jesus to the world. We're just to show them the life and nature of God. We're to manifest his life, show them what the life of God will do, what he'll do in us. Galatians 2.20 said, I was crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Now the life, the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, which is in me. Hallelujah. I'm living by His faith. I'm living by His life. Praise the name of the Lord. This week, I want you to take... 1 John 1 and 4 and meditate on it. Talk it to yourself over and over, over and over. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. I want you to change it up. I want you to put there, in me is life, and this life is the light of men. In me is life. In me is Zoe, and this Zoe is the light of men. See, if we don't like the way for men, they're not going to come to Jesus. They're not going to come over here and say, oh, we had a big time over here. Man, I'm telling you, we got red fox over there this week. We got him juggling Bibles. Ah, come see him. They don't care about seeing that. Come over here. We're wrestling alligators in the baptistry. He don't care about that anymore. Come over here eating spaghetti. He don't care about that anymore. He wants to know the supernatural power of the living God. He wants to know that this, what we're preaching, is real and true, and Jesus is alive. See, and there's only one way to do that, and that is manifest this life that's in you. Show people this life is, is real and tangible. Hallelujah. Say this with me. In me is life. And this life is the light of men. In me is Zoe. And this Zoe, the life and nature of God, that's in me, it's the light of the world. It's the light of all men. 
They shall see Jesus in me. I will show his life. I will show the world that Jesus has been raised from the dead and he lives in me. Hallelujah. Say amen to that. Stand up on your feet. Praise the Lord. Praise God.